Andy Bush and Richie Firth, welcome to our Home Time podcast. This is going to be amazing. You lot are going to love this. Special podcast today. Special podcast. Uh, because of our first ever guest uh, that joins us on today's show, Gerard Butler. Um, something that we couldn't share with the, the half-boarders, yeah. the people who listen to the show uh, via podcast, uh, compared to the full-boarders who listen to the live show. Um, Gerard comes in and um, he's doing something uh, that uh, is very much shared with people that are on public transport very early in the morning off mm-hmm. to some kind of painter-decorator job. Yeah, that's right. He bowled in with a can of energy drink. <laughs> I always, do you know what? I always, whenever I smell energy drink on someone or I see someone having energy drink, you always think to yourself, what have they been up to? <laughs> I agree. It's the same as noticing a friend has got a heavily cracked mobile phone screen. <laughs> yeah. Are they in trouble with the triads? I've got Something to be like honest, that. it's not what I... I love Gerard Butler. He, well, Possibly, we, we definitely got that from the show, that's for sure. <laughs> Possibly too much. But it's not what I actually wanted to see. Because, like, when I see someone on the tube at quarter past seven in the morning, maybe, with a can of energy drink, yep. some kind of monster or whatever, yep. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a bit of a pass because maybe it was a late night. I'm just trying to wake up. Five in the afternoon. Yeah, come on, Gerard. <laughs> Brilliant being our first guest and everything, but yes. come on, Gerard, get your act together. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. <laughs> Listen to him, it's like a TB warden here. <laughs> it's loosening up. Well, that's good to know. Thanks, Richie. Absolute Radio on a Wednesday. It's home time with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. That's the beloved singing along to that in the studio. That bloke from the beloved uh, is the king of talkie singing. Kind of singing, but talking at the same time. Do you know what I, I mean? I'd say that was started by Rex Harrison. Was he the first talkie singer? I think so. If you think back to My Fair Lady, one for the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if he could talk to the animals. Mals. He was never really singing. It's not proper singing, it's talkie yeah, singing. That's where the beloved got it from. There you go. Uh, Richie, how has your day been so far? It's been a bit of a whirlwind so far. I've been it? all over the place. Accountancy uh, visits <laughs> and stuff today. Yeah. But I got back to central London and settled down uh, in the little cafe around the corner where, where you and I have our pre-show meeting. Where the magic happens. <laughs> or doesn't. Well, it doesn't happen. And uh, the thing that has perked me up today uh, was somebody behind the counter dropping a plate. Oh, yeah. And it was the chance to be back in primary school and just be like, Whee! Whee! It's It's a primeval thing, isn't it? You have to do it. Yeah. If you have to do it. I think if you're a British person, it's incumbent on you. I don't know if like people in different countries do this. There's something in, like, like we're always embarrassed, aren't we, in, in Britain? <laughs> so if you see someone have a muck up or something bad happen, you have to go and break the silence by going, Wee! I was the only person in the cafe that did it. And I wasn't embarrassed. I felt like I was doing the right thing and everyone else was slightly off their game. It needs to be done. And again, I think it's just this kind of awkwardness that we have in this country. Yeah. Weirdly, you should say that. I was coming up the stairs of Piccadilly Circus in central London here, and it's quite a wet day today here uh, and this Chinese tourist girl slipped and fell on her bum coming down the second step she was absolutely fine and her mates were laughing at her but I felt very close to saying way <laughs> but you didn't I didn't do that I, I, I wish it, I, I kind of stifled it I think in that situation you probably were right to stifle it because she doesn't know me from Adam and what a terrible <laughs> welcome to London that would be and it's such an instinctive thing you weren't at the time certain whether she'd hurt herself or not so you're right to stifle but yep. when it's just a drop plate 
you got to do it. Hey, I have worked in the catering industry for many, many years before coming down to London and doing this job or whatever. And you know, if you've dropped a glass or something, you're going to get some form of a comment <laughs> in the background. Hey, <laughs> so I mean, maybe we should come up with an exhaustive list of different things that because many things in life that you would cheer. Yes, if uh, uh, football matches, uh, if linesman slips onto backside. Oh, definitely, or referee, absolutely. Hey. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Rob says, guys, the biggest surprise today is that you plan the show. That's harsh, Rob. Oh, dearie me. Hey, 12.15, please, for this exhaustive list as we put together the, the British reflex of... Hey! hey! someone drops something... Etc. Let's compile this list, please. How are you spelling that, by the way? We've had a big old debate about how you spell way. I have to say, the way I would spell it is different to how uh, our Absolute Radio social team have spelled it. I would have gone W-A-H-E-Y. Yeah. Wahey. Wahey. But uh, Brendan from our social media team has just gone way. <laughs> but when you do it, you kind of go way rather I than wahey. I Those are different types. 81215, you can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, Butch and Ricky, reference to uh, how we're trying to rebrand this show. Uh, everyone cheers when the lights go off. I guess, yeah, if you're a football match, floodlight failure. Whee! Uh, Claire in Scotland says, at the cinema on Saturday, somebody passed wind and that deserved and got a cheer. Did it really? A cheer <laughs> doing that in the cinema. I think I'd move seats. What a critic. <laughs> uh, so, And also a lot of people saying, um, this fella in Stoke says, uh, when someone drops something, they always do sack the juggler as well. Yeah, I that's think another that's, dad joke, isn't it? It's, it's a dad joke. It's a dad joke. It's acceptable, but it doesn't work for some of the other things. You can't shout "sap the juggler" if the linesman slips over in a football match. That's still a way. Yeah, if someone broke wind in Claire's cinema screening or whatever, you can't go sack the juggler. <laughs> that's just weird. Work. You end up explaining yourself to people. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Abbey in West London at secondary school we used to all do it if someone dropped a lunch tray and then everyone would then bang on the loud wooden tables as well that was also what you did at school wasn't it it would follow the Wahay you had to do it it was the highlight of the day I'd say the secondary school canteen is the heart of where Wahay comes from I used to love secondary school canteen what a place I was a prefect I got to patrol the uh, queue head boy Head boy. Were you head boy? I was head boy. That is unbelievable. <laughs> have you still got the badge? Uh, no, I wish I had. You should have kept the badge. Yeah. It's still actually applicable now. You can still use it. Never leaves you. It's like being president of the States. It does. In many ways, it does. I'm sure your <laughs> oil painting is up in your school as we speak, Richie. Uh, a streaker or debagging, classic Wahey prompts, someone says. <laughs> Bit worried by debagging, not entirely sure what that is. No. Uh, Alex says it was the first karaoke night at uni waiting for it to start and a girl behind the bar smashed the glass and the whole room shouted the loudest wahey possible. Uh, Debbie says whenever my dad heard anyone smash something in the restaurant he would la- uh, he would yell wahey and then add on pay at the end of the week. Love it. Smash are having to pay from their wages. Dad's doing a bit of dad work there. And then Kat says at a pub someone right in front of me stacked it over a stool. It, I was the only waheya but I think I made the right choice. <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, did you notice yesterday that it was Blue Peter's 60th anniversary or birthday party or whatever? It was everywhere, wasn't it? It was everywhere on social media, like Facebook and Twitter, people sharing their lovely memories and how much they love the show and how much it meant to them uh, being a child and all that kind of thing. I might be out on my own here. Right, I'm just going to be honest. 
Can I just say, I never liked Blue Peter. <laughs> even back when I was a kid, I used to hate it. That's almost heresy. There was. I know this is it. You feel bad even coming out and saying this, but I'm just going to just step out there. Maybe other people will come forwards. But, you know, after my bravery, maybe we'll run a thing at the end of this show if you've been affected by any of the issues brought up on today's programme. You know, I'll speak to it for someone. But I never used to like it, you know? And there were two programmes that used to make my heart sink when I was a kid, right? One was Blue Peter. Even mm. just the theme makes me think, oh. Uh, and the other one was, uh, and this is before the days of Neighbours, so going back way, way back, Harold Lloyd. Do you remember back in the days where they would have black and white, non-talky, short comedy things on before Neighbours even started? Wow. Uh, opening sequence was Harold Lloyd hanging on to the bottom hand of a clock. <laughs> and it was that and, and Blue Peter, for me, you used to just think, oh. You see, oh. Blue, Blue Peter, right, um, I don't think I'd go as far as hatred. Okay. But I did always, I did always feel... Says the head boy here <laughs> that it was it was the stiff kids that, that yeah. watched Blue Peter because I That's I it. would rather be out in the park playing football with my brothers yeah. at five o'clock than in watching Blue Peter and making something out of. Dishwash bottles and all that kind of stuff. Do you know that's exactly it? So I would say whatever you're doing uh, tonight listening to this show, ask yourself whether you were Blue Peter or not Blue Peter. Mm. And just for me, you know, trying to make macaroni pictures, sticking macaroni to bits of cardboard, (laughs) or going on about uh, lifting and raising the Mary Rose, not on my watch. Mobile. Choose a contract length that suits your needs and upgrade anytime with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Just come out in the previous link and said that I never liked Blue Peter. Even though it was its 60th <laughs> birthday yesterday and everyone's going on about it. Love this tweet. This is just coming from Kev. It says, Blue Peter, I always felt it was for posh kids. The kind of kids whose parents had pampas grass in their front garden. The only draw for us ordinary kids was making our own Christmas presents out of rubbish, pity and crushed dreams. Do you know what? There's been enough other texts as well to make me... Happy that we haven't lost half the audience after your heretic claim about Blue Peter. Anyone else in the same boat, if you feel the same way, get in touch, we'll meet up after the show. There may be some of you with very good hearing who can hear in the background, bizarrely out of nowhere, the theme music for Thomas the Tank Engine. I love this. This hasn't happened by accident. It has happened because this time tomorrow we will be broadcasting from Leeds. Yeah, we're going to Leeds. Little show day out, isn't it? Yep, uh, there's uh, a big uh, radio awards due uh, tomorrow in Leeds that uh, we happily find ourselves involved in but to get up there we're going up on the train little train trip uh, tomorrow lunchtime very exciting you are going to be in your element aren't you Richie Firth absolutely yeah, you yeah, love yeah. trains he loves trains I do favourite form of transport uh, bought a train magazine today <laughs> actually in my bag uh, what well, I lo- love about the fact that we're all going up on this trip tomorrow to go to Leeds to do the show from there um, Richie being the train knowledge person that he is has worked out how he can intersect the train and, and catch it on the way up a little bit like in the Wild West, they'd intercept like a stagecoach and rob it. You guys all having to get on at King's Cross. I've decided, no, 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 I'm not wasting my day coming into London and going back out. I'll meet you at Stevenage. Meeting us at Stevenage. <laughs> but here's the thing, we were just talking about it earlier on. We've got a couple of hours together and everything. We don't want to end up like doing work stuff. I think it'd be rubbish if one of us just went to sleep. That'd be boring, wouldn't it? Definitely. So we want to try and come up with some stuff that we can do to entertain ourselves on the train. You see, this is the thing, right? If you're on a long car journey, there are established car games. But yeah. train games is what we're after here. Games on a train. Because you mentioned the one you used to play with your dad, which was pub golf. Uh, car cricket. Car cricket, sorry. Yes, that's what we Otherwise, did. that means you were drinking with your dad when you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> car, say this cricket game, because I love this. Car cricket, uh, what you did, uh, if you passed a pub 
maybe, for example, the red line, yeah. the batting team would score four runs because the, the lion has got four limbs. Such a great game. But then if you pass the rusty bucket, there's no limbs in it, that would be a wicket for the fielding side. That's how Amazing. you would play pub cricket. Problem is, trains go too fast and very rarely go past pubs. <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> so, so we're after train anything. games. Train. Games on a train. Games on a train. We have how many minutes are we talking about tomorrow? You Once know I join you at Stevenage, we've got about two hours to fill. There you go. Two hours to fill. If you've made up your own train-based game, by Jingo, we want to hear about it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Hey, hope you're having a good day. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with Home Time. I'm about to play you the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine theme. I can't listen to this without thinking about that brilliant viral thing with the goths doing the dancing. What? Have you not seen this before? No. Someone did a clip where they'd put the Thomas the Tank Engine theme to a load of goths dancing under a motorway embankment. I'm going to find that oh, in Oh, mate, minute. you've got to watch it. Brilliant. It's so good. Uh, so tomorrow's show, coming live from Leeds. We are heading up there for an, uh, a radio awards do. All very exciting, but to get up there, we're on the train. We've yeah. got two hours to fill. We are after games on a train. 8, 12, 15, or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, Travel Yahtzee, that'll see you through two hours with Richie, is the uh, oh. way we complimentary start off. That's, That's nice. very nice. Can I ask, I've never been on a train with you before, Richie. You don't, I know your, your thing is trains. You love trains. I do. You don't go into, like, explainy story mode, like I do with history when, when our family walk around places and my other part, my other, my other uh, half hates it. Uh, you don't, do you explain stuff on trains like that's the TX-15? If I feel that the audience is interested, then I will share. Okay, well, I'll say straight away now. Not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay, good to know. Knock it on the head. Uh, Ron Palmer says, sweary scrabble, profanities only. Love that. Uh, Mike, the van man, last time I was on a train for more than an hour, I was with a girl I worked with, we ended up snogging. That's really helpful. That's not going to happen with us, Mike. Thanks very much. Have a couple of cans of K's cider each just to see what happens. Uh, And we've got this text here that says, me and my two brothers and my dad play the Asda game. First person starts off saying, I went to Asda and I bought eggs. Next person has to say the same and then adds another item and you keep going on. It's a memory game. What are we thinking about that? This isn't the train journey I was imagining it would turn out to be. Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Little pop-up feature we're doing called Games on a Train. We're doing a two-hour, 20-minute train trip tomorrow to go up the Leeds for an awards ceremony that we're not going to win anything at. <laughs> Just need your help in creating games to entertain ourselves. This person here, Vicky in Kingston, says. Are you too crazy? As fellow parents of very small children who hasn't slept o- over a year, all I want to do on a train journey is solidly grab that golden opportunity to get a bit of a sleep. <laughs> sleep, sleep, and sleep some more. Uh, Derek in Somerset, the chuffing mutts nuts. See <laughs> see how many dogs you see along the way. I can't, I can't see that working on a train. That is one of the weirdest suggestions ever. How, you don't see dogs when you're speeding by on a train, do you? No, I wouldn't have said so. Running or... loose in fields? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, search and destroy, a bit like hide and seek. One person goes down the carriage to hide the other person tries to find them. When they are found, they have to exit the train at the next stop and run down the platform to the first wow. carriage. They are then the seeker. This Look, this is a, an executive uh, long-distance train. This is not some kind of that is amazing. suburban commuter fest. No, I, I can't see that working either. My friend Nick from Devon, right, we did this thing. There's one uh, bus line that goes all the way along the front of Bay down the seafront, right? And they did this thing, they were really bored one night where they got on the bus at one point, then got off it 
okay? The driver saw him get off, obviously, and then their mate was waiting in a car, and he drove them ahead of the bus to the next stop, and then Nick was waiting at that stop when the bus driver got there. <laughs> and did it all the way all the way from Brixton to Torquay. I love that. Can we do that on that train? <laughs> Can we do that on that train? Wow. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We are after your train games tomorrow. Yes. A two-hour train trip up to Leeds for Andy and myself uh, to a Radio Awards do. Yes, it's a miracle. Uh, but we are after <laughs> some games to play on the train. Yeah, we don't want bought games and stuff like that. We don't want to stop in WH Smith's and get Uno. We want something that you've made up. <laughs> and uh, there's some great stuff coming in. Train game. Every player enters the game with a one-pound coin. This is placed as the winnings the player with the first surname alphabetically starts the game. The coin then moves forward two people clockwise for every new passenger entering the carriage then back one anti-clockwise for every person leaving. Uh, Whoever has the money when the journey ends or when the refreshment (laughs) trolley passes the table wins. I love that game. I like it. I don't think we can drink while that game's on. That's a good point. It's almost too complicated. Uh, How about eat the what's it from? Uh, (laughs) Eat the what's it from? This is another one that you need to listen. Uh, buy a pack of Watsits each. One player puts a Watsit on somebody else's table or a stranger's shoulder or bag or the floor or right. the toilet. Uh, the risk taker has to eat it from there without using their hands. Oh my God. If you fail, you have to shout, I can't eat my Watsit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, admittedly, it was more fun being nine with my mum constantly apologising to other passengers, but I'm sure it's good enough for a Butch and Ricky day out from an anonymous text. I love that. I love the idea of tomorrow Richie Firth trying to eat a what's it off the shoulder of a 56-year-old banker trying to read his newspaper. Yeah, we're not, we're not playing it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Love that song so much, Elastica and Connection. This is Hometime on Absolute Radio on a Wednesday with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. Uh, home of the British Social Transport Police. I may have got some words the wrong way around there, but it doesn't matter. The essence of our mission yeah. is the same. Uh, the British Transport Police, a fantastic organisation, but they can't take care of everything. They can't take care of people talking too loudly on their phones or playing music out of their phones but not having headphones on and out or, of the speakers. Or using the, t- the seat next them as an impromptu table where they can put their lunch on or eating very very smelly food and that is something that i came across on my journey home yesterday we're operating this little unit as a chance for you to share it with us here on home time yeah uh we will make rulings on it whether it's an ejectable offence yeah we've got walkie talkies we've just bought the uniform recently it's just me and richie on the task force as we speak but you know we try and cover as much as we can it'll grow uh yesterday on my train home yesterday evening around about quarter to eight um waiting to leave liverpool street somebody gets on uh with a little punnet of sushi i find that raw fish is not (laughs) something for any vessel of public transport and also raw fish for your dinner in the evening I know, That's I agree, weird, isn't it? yeah. That Sad weird. times. Come on. So I tweeted uh, the transport operator um, in case here, Greater Anglia Trains. I got a, tra- a tweet back today yeah. from one of their train drivers. Ooh. And you see, now this is one of the angles of our social transport police. Yeah. Got the words wrong again there. It's what's on the badge. <laughs> um, this is one of the angles we haven't thought about, is the, is the poor driver. Yeah, he says He says here, as the driver of said train, I don't care so much about the sushi. It's the wasabi curry that is the issue wow I sit in the cab of this train hungry and grumpy and I have to smell it passengers are evil that's it so we're not just trying to help out other kind of frustrated commuters here it's the workers think about the workers as well yeah. so next time you sat down there with your chicken katsu think about the poor so and so who's trying to drive the thing <laughs> with Tesco Motors 
Mobile. Change your tariff to fit your changing needs with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Gerard Butler, welcome to Home Time. Welcome to Absolute Radio. Thank you. Good to be here. Have a little can of drink there. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping you'd say the name so I could get some money. <laughs> <laughs> if we need to, we will. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. You are our first ever guest. Richie and I uh, have only been doing this show for a little while, Gerard. You are our very first guest on the show. Okay, thank God I didn't see. I've been a fan of you guys for years. <laughs> Love the show. Uh, well, let's, let's just start with the film. It's a brilliant movie, Hunter Killer. You play a commander that's sent to Russian waters after a, a US submarine is kind of mysteriously shot down. Is that a word you would use underwater? I don't think you can shoot something down underwater, really, can you? Wait, but of... they, do, they do actually say that, shot down, but do yeah, they? it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't, does it? When you go on a submarine, there's a lot that doesn't make sense. No. I, I went on a submarine for three days, and I was pretty much, every bit of language that we Use was going. What are they talking about? What is this? It's it's another. It's an, so yeah. But you say shot down. I don't think it would be be the language that, that would necessarily cause me the problem. It would be <laughs> the claustrophobia. How? I mean, yeah. so preparing for the film, you actually spent time on a sub. I did. Yeah, wow. I went out to wow. Pearl Harbor. Wow. Did you? <clears throat> and went out on a submarine, as they say, underway. Which is another thing that doesn't necessarily make sense, but that means going because they kept saying you're going underway, and I'm like, underway where? What are we? <laughs> um, um, and I was actually captaining the sub. Yeah, so anytime I went wow. into the con, they had to go captain in control or captain on the con. And I'm like, yeah, very f-ing funny. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, it was it was incredible. But you're very bizarre when you first go underwater and you dive, and then you start doing drills. You do battle station drills. Oh you do Lord. man overboard. Does it lean like it does in the movie? It does. When you're going yeah, down? yeah. So I, we, that's why we put that in the movie because. Yeah. Well, those days that we were on there, we discovered so much kind of character and colour that we could put into the movie, and that was one of them. We're like, we could get that, but very bizarre to head underwater and know yeah. that you're not coming up for three days. But these, some of these guys head underwater and don't come up for three months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's mental. Isn't that it? blows my mind. It takes a certain mm. kind of a certain kind of uh, brain, a certain kind of character. Speaking of a certain kind of character, a certain kind of man, I have really enjoyed. Uh, no, 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 no. Here this, we go. This, this, no, this, this is a compliment. It's I don't know why people are panicking. Don't be nervous. It's a guilty conscience you're speaking to, though. (laughs) No, no, no. Olympus has fallen. London's fallen. Geostorm. Now, uh, Hunter Killer. You are always a man for a crisis. Right. At home, in reality, <laughs> are you a man for a crisis? The worst. I hate really? the worst. That's why I play these roles. This is escapism for me to be in a klutz. As, as my friend, what was it? Um, learned helplessness, you know. Yeah. I'm stuck. Help me. How do I do this? Are you going to, like, fix fixing a fuse if a fuse blows no, in your house? No, and Gerard? I was better when I was young. I can fix a fuse. Okay. But that's about all I can do you know I find that and especially the more you play these heroic characters you know yeah. then the more you're like okay I'm heroic if you stand there and you give me that line and then and then you fall down dead and I win um, unfortunately life doesn't life doesn't work like that Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. British Transport Police exist, they do good work. Right. But the Social Police is a unit that uh, that we've started that is to deal with type of people on public transport who are on their phone but they've got it on speaker mode. Yeah, it's a oh, wind-up, proper yeah, wind-up. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing, it's a uniform task force that we're setting up and we're going to be patrolling uh, public transport and ejecting people who do stuff that's uh, ill behaviour on, on public transport. So right. if there's anything yeah. that you think that we could add to the statute books that is a wind-up that, that annoys you when you're on public transport Take yourself or back to the, the, the Glasgow subway and the stuff that might have irritated you 
you back in the right, day. In fact, Richie knows the name of the transport. It's a clockwork, clockwork orange, isn't it? Clockwork I orange, isn't it? Is that right, the name of the Glasgow? Somewhere? Well, I, I have to say, I have a, um, and maybe it's just a thing of mine, but I hate it when older women don't get up and give me their seat. <laughs> it's like, I'm a big strapping lad. My, my frame yeah. is heavy on my body. And sometimes they just sit there and I have to, I, I mean, I've literally sometimes had to help them up. You need a badge um, for something like that. You yeah. should get a badge. Yeah. Yes. That'd be By good. the way, I was actually in LA last week sitting on a bench in the middle of this shopping center eating an egg sandwich going. Uh, you're one of those people. I hope people are forgiving <laughs> of, of me because I couldn't find the, the, the play, I, I bought it from the side sandwich shop and there was no seats outside so I end up sitting in this this um, shopping centre going oh my god I hope people are understanding <laughs> <laughs> anti-social no social police but you just reminded me by the way I remember my mum she is the social police and I remember her telling me she was on a bus years ago and all these guys were shouting and swearing and she went over and said will you boys this language is disgusting and will you please pipe down I can't believe there's other people on this bus and my mum used to do that a lot right and sometimes yeah, yeah. when I was around I'd be oh my oh, you're god you're going to get me it. killed yeah. and then she sat down and she was convinced they were going to come over and give her a kicking and she says at the end one of them walked over as they were getting off the bus and he said I'm so sorry ma'am I'm sorry for doing that. Brilliant. And it was That's like, it. yeah. She was our so, first officer. That yeah. is exactly. First officer, yeah. How Gun does, and badge. Speaking on the Glasgow thing, how does it sit with a Celtic fan called Gerard to have a Rangers manager with the surname Gerard? Gerard. Listen, I, I don't play that game. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's great. And I, I love that he's gone to Rangers, you know. Um, I only, I only, I gotta be careful what I say. I only, I it's only, prepared statement. Prepared I only, statement. Wish, I only wish him the best. It's a funny old game, of, especially because of his name. Gerard, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming. There's one thank final you. thing we need you to do. You're our oh. first ever guest, so you're the first person to ever sign our visitors book. He'll visitors book for you there. Okay, like B &B. you're in a bed and breakfast or okay. something. You don't, you don't have, have to write your address. address. You can just write, <laughs> just write, just write a comment. Okay. Some little thank you away. for letting me take your virginity. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? There's always one. Jared Butler, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Since we've said goodbye to Gerard all the way through news, I've just basically just been gazing at this this visitor's book that he has signed. I love his actual handwriting. It's right. something special still in this day and age of selfies and stuff, seeing famous persons writing. I know. I know. Still quite special. Do you think I got away with it? He wouldn't have known I was a fanboy, would he? Yeah, you hugged him for a little bit too long on the way out the door. <laughs> I think overall, you did okay. Uh, and I love the fact that we've got his buy-in on the British Transport Social yeah, Police. brilliant. Issuing him with the walkie-talkie and the uh, yeah. the uniform. Uh, and that's got other people joining in. Bryony, on, in an unpronounceable rural town, says, might be one for the British Transport Social Police. A man next to me is watching MMA. Let me say that again. MMA on his phone with the sound on, but also making Mortal Kombat-style noises along with it. No excuse. We'll send along Gerard. Hometime podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Big thank you to you guys as well for all your ideas for our uh, games on a train for tomorrow's trip up to Leeds, which we've uh, made notes of along with our train times to make sure Andy gets uh, on the right train uh, tomorrow <laughs> as we've well. got issues on that. <laughs> I just actually made a note of all that stuff in my uh, the notes bit on the phone. Your notes section. Isn't that such a random section on the phone? What do you keep in your notes section? I'm just looking down, right? Okay, so I've got all our train stuff for tomorrow. Yeah. 
ideas for the show, uh, for the show, Xbox passwords. Nice. Um, and then uh, a recipe for a chicken, bacon, and mushroom risotto. When they when they made it's... it for the iPhone, I'm sure they intended it for like uh, you know like really important minutes for meetings if you're doing a PowerPoint <laughs> yeah. presentation. But it's this kind of catch-all for stuff that you know is going to f- disappear out Such your brain. Such a mishmash. For me, this is really embarrassing. I think there's something quite embarrassing about the notes. Uh, I some this is really bad. If we if we're having a board game night and we come up with a rules question that we don't know, I'll write it in my notes so that I can then put it on a forum. <laughs> put it on a forum the next day. There's a couple of recipes in there as well. Uh, and we've just been talking earlier on to producer Dave about this. And I don't know, Richie and I smell some kind of a rat on this. Something going on. He's he's shifting on his seat as if there is something that he he wants to say. What have you have you got something <laughs> weird in your notes thing that you you're worried about telling? This is like a police interview with the cameras in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the notes. Yeah, I just dipped into my notes and I, I have now remembered that after a couple of drinks on a train journey back up to Manchester, I wrote a nostalgic poem about Manchester City. Oh, my word. So about your team. <laughs> about the team I love and support. And where was this going to go? Is this for your own personal use? I or? don't know. No, it was never meant to go anywhere. I just thought I was feeling passionate about when wow. I used to watch them when I was 16 with oh. my mates. Was, well, it, was it ever meant to be broadcast? Of course not. Of course not. Producer Dave Altieri, two cans of case, signed yeah. like we mentioned earlier on. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we should put it to the public. But this thing is, it's a, what a waste for that to at some point be deleted when you change phones or upgrade to the new iOS. I would have been fine with that. But I think maybe maybe it should get aired on this show. 8, 12, 15. Tell us whether you want to hear it or not and we'll, we'll get them to read it anyway. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, no matter what kind of smartphone you've got, I'm sure it's got some kind of notes facility on it. But what do you keep in it? I've shared that uh, there's uh, there's prep for this show, there's Xbox passwords, there's a chicken risotto recipe, which Neil Perkins has just tweeted saying he wants. You're not getting that, Leave Neil. Leave it, Neil. But what you are going to get, Neil, is what our producer Dave has just shared in his notes document, amongst other things, is a poem he's written himself about his first love, Manchester City Football Club. Not his daughter, who's just a couple of years old or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> or his ma- wife. Or his wife or anything like that as well. You know what it's like, though? I, everyone's had this situation where you've been on the train somewhere and it's dark and you've had a l- little bottle of wine. <laughs> Things get blown out of proportion. So, Dave's written this poem. It's no- normally, it wasn't meant to be aired, but we're going to get a little excerpt of it right now, Dave. Are you up for this? This is the first time this has ever been aired. Uh, not only that as well, his parents have texted to say that they'd like to hear it as well. So, Dave's Manchester City poem, written uh, in his notes section and read live from his notes as we speak. Tears through laughter from one to another, the importance of Kappa, the nostalgia of brother. Take it all in, it won't last forever. Give it 15 years, you'll be classed as fair weather. An eternity in the doldrums, we love the labour, light years away from being the noisy neighbour. Make your memories, remember your seats. That first glance of Kipak Street. (laughs) (laughs) Time flies too fast when things are this fun. Appreciate the goat, for soon it'll be cun. Whoa! Do you know what? I I wanted to laugh at you, but that's a gift. Hey, and it's nice of you to mention Leona at the end there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's poem, you heard it here first, folks. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
thinking about our pub quiz. Gosh, it's getting close. Under a week oh to go. Oh, my Lord, under a week to go. Tuesday, 23rd of October, Bush and Rishi's big pub quiz is going to be at the Counting House in Bank. Uh, yeah. Another team were inducted in today. Uh, Victoria got the call. Uh, she's an airline pilot. Her partner, Rob, currently building a miniature railway around the garden. I'm very proud. <laughs> You'd love that, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd absolutely love that, yeah. You're into your trains, but what about those people who, and you, you get this when you go to seaside towns, you know when you sit on a mini train yeah. and you drive around, is that still up there with train love or is that just a bit weird? Nah, it's still a train. Still a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So time off from that to come down to our pub quiz. Um, it is getting very, very tight for you to be there. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. It is tight, but you could still be there. <laughs> we don't 100% know. Are they still allowed to... Adam, are they still allowed to... Can people still enter the pub quiz? No, they can't. No, I told you it was tight. It's so tight you can't enter anymore. Unbelievable, that is. I tell you what, speaking of Adam through there with his shaved head and earphones on, he looks a bit like Lobot, the guy from Star Wars. <laughs> so you, you can't enter anymore, so we, we kind of got our people down pat, which is great, but we're still using you guys, if we can, as guinea pigs to test out the rounds because we're still fine-tuning what we're going to do on Tuesday night. Uh, Richie has come up with a brilliant idea for a particular round to do with retro shirt sponsors from footy teams. Because, like, you can have a sports round, that's obviously... An accepted thing but we want to do things a little bit differently a little bit different so it's going back into that retro memory of the 80s 80s shirt sponsors yeah you remember the you remember for some reason i think they change sponsorships so frequently now that it doesn't mean as much but no. i can remember what everton's first few sponsors were back in the day like is it half near the the tinned ham yeah and nec yeah and all that stuff as well i guess for arsenal you remember is there one in particular that stands out for you uh, well uh, for my childhood we were jvc for just ages even on the stands it said jvc and arsenal the perfect match and yeah. then we went off into the world of dreamcast and all stuff this like that it. it wasn't right it all kind of went off path slightly but there was certain uh, certain sponsorships things yeah. that you that have in your heart are you still a fan are you still a fan what's your view looking back on that uh, terrible Arsenal kit that always gets loads of stick with like the B the B look with the black no, and no, the no, yellow no 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 we call it the bruised banana and that is absolutely a beautiful kit the you yellow, love that kit the yellow and blue uh, away kit yeah. absolutely brilliant yes well there you go it shows what a special place in people's heart they have for these old fashioned kits if you go to our Facebook page now it's only up for the next 45 minutes or so because this is just a tester have a look at these six shirts that we've put up there with sponsorships from back in the day from back Back in the 80s and see whether you can guess what teams they were with. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, new action thriller Hunter Killer is out on Friday. It's a great film, and to mark the release, we're giving away £1,000 every day this week. On the line and ready to play, we've got Richard. Where are you from, Richard, mate? I'm from Braintree. Braintree! And you have a yeah. fine name. Uh, is is yeah. Richie's a derivative of Richard, would you say? That is your full name on your passport, Richard? Richard is on the birth certificate. Is it? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, right, Richard, uh, you have the chance to win £1,000, but there is a twist, as you may know. Uh, we're going to ask you three general knowledge questions. One correct yeah. answer will be worth £100. Two correct answers will get you £250. And all three correct answers, £500. But this Very is nice. the twist. No matter what you've won, we will give you the chance to gamble everything on one final question for the full yeah. £1,000. Oh, you bit of a gambler. You bit of a gambler, Richard. Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in about three questions. <laughs> All right, let's just see how it goes. I find Richards are generally quite safe <laughs> on yeah. personal Safe experience. characters. <laughs> <laughs> right, here goes. Good luck, Richard. Good luck, mate. 
Okay. Question one. The Empire State Building is in which US city? New York. New York. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, who's that in the background there? <laughs> I've got my daughter with me. What's, what's her name? Oh, I didn't know if I could say it. Chloe. Chloe. Tell Chloe to wind her neck in. <laughs> right, this is dad, dad only business. <laughs> yeah. But £100. £100. Well done, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> See what our lip reading's right next. Yeah. Uh, question two. Which country do the Manic Street Preachers come from? Oh. Come on. Even Chloe don't know it. Uh, Scotland. <laughs> Scotland no! is incorrect. Neither of them knew. Mate, I'm so sorry. Was that Chloe that gave you a bum steer there? She just looked at me blankly. Oh. <laughs> Kids, eh? Kids. Qu- question three. Question three. There's still cash to build here, OK? Who was the Prime Minister before Theresa May? Tony Blair. Is incorrect. Oh. It was David oh, Cameron. No. So, look, Richard, all is not lost. You've got £100. Got £100. £100, but I have one final question, which is worth the full 1000 So people up until this point have got, you know, got more money in the bank. So you've got, you know, everything worth gambling for here. Uh, If you get it right, you win a grand. If you get it wrong, you lose the lot. So do you want to gamble or stick with the £100 that you've already won, Richard? I'll gamble it. Go on. Going to gamble it. Okay, and we'll put a five-second timer on the question as well. So best of luck. Right, good luck. Thank you. Which fictional character... Lives at 221B Baker Street. Sherlock Holmes. Correct! Yes! Yes! Get in there. Well done, you two. Oh, I've got Chloe to thank for that, you know. (laughs) Tell us about Chloe. How old is Chloe? What's she know? What's she like? Tell us about her. She's 16. They do know everything, don't they? Teenagers, it's right what they say on the bumper stickers and cars. They know they want half the money, I know that. Apart from their Prime Ministers. Yes. There's a good few in between. You did allude to that then, Richard. Are you going halves on this, you and Chloe? Is that how it works? I've got to be honest with you, she's a good girl. Yeah. Lovely. Collectively, you've won a grand. You can split it how you want. We will play a game tomorrow. It's all thanks to the new film Hunter Killer, starring Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman. Out in cinemas on Friday, another chance to win right now at absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Absolute Radio's home time, Andy Bush and Richie Firth. Friday I'm in Love from The Cure, Hitler's Toilet on the way. If you are a big fan of The Goonies... You Ooh. won't want to miss what's coming up. Do you know what? I watched Big Trouble in Little China again the other night because obviously doing this thing we're staying up with a little baby at the moment. I'm trying to go back through some of those 80s films that I, I, you like. Oh, I love that film, but then you can't really remember it. And Goonies is another one for me. Yeah. I can't really remember what happened in Goonies. So It's not film-related. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> all right. Find out in a minute. Ooh, mystery. Uh, still getting text in on uh, retro shirt sponsors. Adam in traffic on the A13. says, West Brom, sponsored by No Smoking. I'd never have got that. Do you remember? There was another team sponsored by Help the Aged, was there, back in the was day. Was there really? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Oxford City sponsored by Wang. I remember that. I wanted to buy the Oxford's... Uh, Oxford United, I think it was, actually. Oxford United. I wanted to buy that yellow shirt and it had Wang computers on the chest. Brilliant. Uh, he says they used to come up to Upton Park when West Ham was sponsored by Avco. And the reason he's talking yeah. about that is our little quiz is still online. Uh, you can have a look at it on our Facebook page right now. Search it out, Absolute Radio, and you can uh, take part, see if you can name the retro kits. Hitler's Toilet on the way next. 
Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Right, Goonies fans, it's time. Nineteen eighty-five, the Goonies came out. Wow, that is a long time back now. Obviously, big film immediately, which means that the house that the movie kind of centres around yeah. suddenly becomes a big deal from then. An iconic location. Uh, it's in Os- uh, Astoria. It's the name of the town in uh, Oregon, which is uh, where the uh, the house actually is. And since the moment the film came out, obviously that town has a problem with that house because people want to go see it. I'm making a pilgrimage to go and see parts of the sun and everything, yeah. So uh, they've already been posting up signs saying no stopping or no parking Mm -hmm. uh, around the house. Moderate level of compliance has never really worked. So over the last year, they've been having council meetings. The Goonies house now officially has an enhanced fine zone around the house. Oh, my word. $100 if you are seen parking outside the house. That's terrible. Well, that's just not in the spirit of it. Not really, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's not in the spirit of it. And also, I think sometimes just having a famous location, I can't think of any at the moment, though, but something that's in a film or in a movie or in a TV series brings people to your village and stuff, doesn't it? I think if, if you lived in actual Ramsey Street... Actual Ramsey Street. neighbours, yeah. and because, obviously, you know, the outdoor locations, yes. their actual houses, you know you're buying part of history. You've got to enter into it, surely? There must be people listening to this right now who live somewhere that has had, like, a famous filming location, maybe down the road, and they see people coming to get their photographs taken outside of it, like people who do with Abbey Roads. Yeah. The little crossing there in London. Yeah. That's good, though, isn't it, for the area? Here's the thing, right? The lady who owns the house, a lady called Sandy Preston, bought it in 2001 because it was her favourite childhood movie. Oh, brilliant. And it's, it, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger <laughs> as the years go by. In 2015, got so hacked off, she covered the house in a big blue tarpaulin. Oh, my word. So she was getting annoyed with people turning up and taking yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remove the tarpaulin if the city put in the $100 fine thing. Wow, I love that. So it's almost like the super fans turned bandit. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. <coughs> wow there, Adem. Well, speaking of. Yeah, yeah, that in the background? Yeah. Producer Adem. Now, if you just heard that cough... By the way, Adem, if this was the 1600s, <coughs> wouldn't have lived beyond the age of 12. <laughs> This this show, I don't know how it's staying on earth at the moment. We've got one producer that's coughing. I'm, I think I'm moving out of the cough stage into the snot stage, actually. Well, both of you, please keep me posted. But on the podcast yesterday, we referred to uh, this magic potion that uh, my wife makes. We called it Natalie's Marvellous Medicine because it is straight out of a Roald Dahl book in terms of... I can't believe she cooks it herself on the hob. Yeah, she makes this herself... I've got to be honest, actually a recipe that was passed on to her by her sister Claire. Okay, thanks Claire. I've got to give her full full credit for this. Ginger and turmeric honey bomb. Wow. Is that the actual name for it? Mm. Hmm. What you've got to do is you've got to wang in some honey, ginger, grated basically. Okay. uh, Ground turmeric, lemon and black pepper. Wow. That's what goes in. I mean, I can go full on. I can go full on instructions, but I mean, this isn't no, well, this isn't a cookery podcast. Is I'm going to try and make it. it. It's a bit Breaking Bad. I'll be honest with you, but I'm going to try and make it because I normally go and buy an actual tonic from the shops. But if I can cook me own, if I can concoct me own stuff, then perfect. Basically, it says stir it all together in a bowl. 
Yeah. Taste and add more ginger or turmeric if needed. And so what, does she have like a bottle of this stuff going on or does she neck the whole lot once she's made she it? She will make it and then she will store it in some kind of Tupperware in the fridge and um, chuck stuff down the throat when needed. Right, I'm going to give it a go. Make myself <laughs> some lozenges. <laughs> Right, that's it for another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and download. Are you ending a podcast with a fisherman's friend in your mouth? I am, yeah. How dare you? Now, there's a sentence that's not normally used on a podcast. <laughs> I love fisherman's friends. They're my equivalent of uh, Natalie's Marvelous Medicine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast because Andy's got to finish off his fisherman's friend. Nearly done. <laughs>